0: Hello, and welcome to Psychogens. Hey, I'm Joey. Hey, it's Luke. And this is Mike. And I'm Quentin. And today we're going to talk about autonomy and freedom in mental health, and what that means for your choices and your actions day to day.
1: Hey, and we're not doing this just for any day. Today's 4th of July. Yes. Happy 4th to all of our listeners. I want you to talk about some uh, mental health. Yes. America's independence.
0: That's right. Um, quick disclaimer before we begin, we're all not doctors, we're doctorate students, and so we know a lot of fun facts about mental health, but consider this podcast as more information or fun facts to consider or take or leave.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, so independence, freedom, and making decisions for your mental health. That's a lot uh, of different topics to go down. You know, I, I wonder where we could get started.
1: Well, I suppose I have a question to start us off with. Let me just ask you guys, with an increase in a person's degree of freedom, do you think that they experience more or less mental health in their life or mental health problems?
3: It's mm. a, a good question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think you know the more power and autonomy that you have in your life, uh, it does, it should, I should say, uh, correlate to less mental health uh, problems because you are not constrained to other people's influence. And I guess that should be something that's cathartic. Mm
0: -hmm. And what that reminds me of, Mike, is how when we look at mental health and decision making for uh, people in hospital settings or children, that there are people, most of the time when you're trying to force someone to stop a behavior, right, or to change, they're going to resist it. And actually, that's called the riding reflex in the research. And basically what that is, is if, if you imagine a horse kind of bucking when its rider is trying to pull it. And so what you might say to somebody is the best way to have someone continue to drink is to tell them, Luke, you really got to stop drinking. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that person is going to begin to tell you all the reasons why they're fine and they don't need to stop. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
2: I'm so stuck on your question, Joey, because I'm seeing it as more of a tug of war in my head like sometimes when you have less uh, responsibilities and autonomy like I would think that our views are, are we have we have less to worry about where we're just worry about what's in front of us and at the same time the desire of wanting to do other things and the desire to to want to like uh, sort of branch out of what we what we're allowed to do would get me kind of stuck and at the same time when I have more freedoms, I would feel like, wow, it kind of brings on the stress of, depending on, you know, what I'm cognizant of, like all these different considerations, responsibilities I got to take care of. And then on the flip side, it's like, well, I I have more freedom, so I could do more. It's really, it's really tough to figure that one out.
3: Yeah, I I think just to piggyback off what you said, uh, Luke, I think it's it goes to Maslow's law. I don't know if you guys are all familiar with like the different stages. Of what law. does that basically mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, Quentin. So uh, essentially, it's just like a hierarchy of needs of like first, like your um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That, uh, yes, that's what I meant to say. That's the one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's like the basis of like getting your uh, shelter, food, and then you know you work your way up. But anyways, to get to the the point of this, um, the topic is just the power and autonomy, and I think once you have that, it it can um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It can be expressed as as a healthy mental health state.
0: Well, and what's interesting about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and People who adopt this philosophy of that if I am able to lead with my decisions and have freedom to make my decisions, Maslow and other existentialists thought that if people were given enough freedom and they were allowed to have their own autonomy, that they would self-actualize. They would make the best decisions for themselves that they possibly could. So it's essentially the idea of how optimistic are you about human behavior? If people are given enough freedom and choice and allowed to make their own choices, are they going to help themselves and help others around them?
1: Now, hold up a second, you guys. I was just curious whether or not a person could have too much freedom because I meet people all the time who say, like, too many decisions. Like, I'm an indecisive person. That gives me anxiety. Um, For instance, I used to be a Peace Corps volunteer, and I heard stories about people coming back from their Peace Corps service all the time, and then they go to the grocery store. They'd have an anxiety attack looking at the amount of cereals that were available just after not having all of that of cereal available in, in the country that we were serving in. Can there be a point where too much freedom could negatively impact a person's mental health?
2: I think that's where I was saying I was stuck, Joe. Like, yeah. it's hard to figure out. Like, less options sometimes makes things more clear. But it does make things a lot more strenuous when you do want more. And I think it's just trying to find that balance.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, uh, Luke and Joey. Like, I think structure is important for, for any person developmentally or professionally. Um, and it's, it's, it just depends on, like, what is the person looking for, right? If you want to get some structure, like, I guess in cereal, like, hey, what what kind of cereal? Do I, do I want to get a healthy cereal or do I want to get an unhealthy cereal, right? And then also it can maybe uh, filter out some of those decisions. So that's how I would look at it. When you have the autonomy, you have the choice. Okay, do I want to get something like super sugary? Do I want to get something with fiber? Well, And and
0: Mike, you you bring up an interesting line, I suppose, when talking about freedom versus support and structure. Because they don't necessarily exclude one another. And if you don't have enough support and structure, there's lots of opportunity to fail. And then that's not freedom, is it? Um, But if there's too much structure and you're only limited to a few choices, then you're also limiting yourself. And I think of the issue that some people have when they're approaching something like a blank canvas and they have no idea where to begin. And so it becomes overwhelming and then you have a panic attack in the cereal aisle. Mm -hmm. But when you can approach it and give yourself enough of a support or enough of a structure that it helps with learning and it helps with engaging with whatever you're doing, it actually gives you more freedom because you're able to actually stay with the moment and get whatever you want done, like Mike was saying.
1: I, uh, I, I also agree with what Mike was saying. and I, I think there's one thing that you said that, that is important that's going to be probably something that, uh, dear listeners, you're going to hear time and time again in our is It depends. I think we should almost have like a, like a cheer that happens every time we're going to say <laughs> it depends on this channel. Because something that you guys, the listeners, should understand about psychology and practice in the real world everything is gonna be contextual everything is going to depend on the situation and it's based on the context and the judgments of that context to determine how it all fits together you're all unique every situation is unique and we got to judge everything in context so it depends count one for the channel <laughs> said by Mike first
2: <laughs> I call it uh, like just to call it as I see it um it depends does definitely. Uh strike something for me in, in, in the terms of diversity as well. So uh, everything that we kind of go through in terms of the idea of freedom and stuff, I, I think about it, too, from the context of someone who maybe came from a different background. And being in America where there's many different backgrounds, what a day like uh, Independence Day would mean for someone um, in terms of a diverse background, what, what does that mean to them? Do, do they celebrate this freedom the same way that um, American homegrown and raised uh, citizens celebrate? And what's the differences with that? That's a really good
1: point. Um, I suppose, I mean, 4th July could bring anxiety to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially people of, of, of other nationalities who may be uh, here in the U.S. for any number of reasons. Um heck i suppose you could move here and maybe you didn't even know it was 4th of July i mean i and then all of a sudden there's going to be like 100
3: fireworks tonight how
1: surprising would that be It could be triggering
3: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely a trigger for your trauma mm-hmm. and like even bringing it back to like men's mental health like let's say you're in a relationship or in a professional setting where you don't feel like you have that autonomy or power or freedom um i just want i just want to hear you guys ideas and thoughts on what if like I'm in a job that I don't like, I'm working Mm -hmm. eight to four and I don't have the autonomy. Would you guys say I should leave that job or should I seek that autonomy in a different aspect of my lifestyle? Well, and
0: that's where it depends again. Uh, Because (laughs) um,
3: (laughs) we got two now Uh,
0: and the idea of values and what's important to you, but also in a very contextual way of what's important to you. Do you need to survive with that job? Do you need to find a way to provide for your family? Are you to doing this job just so you can get through the end of the day and this is the one stable thing for you in your life what and when when we think about what is important to me in this context right now it's that checking in and that is again that provides us this compass to guide our choices and in some ways it provides us with that freedom in situations where we, we might have very little to none and I think that's that's that sort of checking in and coming back to oneself that a lot of people might miss over the course of their life
2: hmm. Hmm. i don't know i've I, I i i was just thinking about it just as freedom in and of itself and i was thinking that like maybe one person's freedom is another person's captivity and like uh oh. Tell it me might about that, Luke. It, i feel like i feel like just thinking of like there's always going to be someone at the top right of um of whatever system you're, you're talking about, like, uh, like there's always a hierarchy. And for those who are working uh, more strict shifts, right, they're, they're, they're sort of, uh, they have, they're the subordinate of the subordinate. They, 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 they have less of the option to call out, you know? Um, whereas in terms of making those executive decisions, they're not really worried about those things. They're just worried about what's in front of them. Whereas those at the top of the totem pole, you know, they they could probably take a week or two, however they want to do it. They're on salary, it doesn't matter what they miss, but you know, what their decisions that go right or wrong could impact the the company and like the, you know, and the the vitality of the company itself. So I was just thinking it's really tough to call, like, who has the freedom. But uh, a, a lot of a lot of people might tell you, like, I come from a cultural background where the, we see the people who are free are the ones who aren't always caught up in the everyday bustle, hustle and bustle, and they and they find ways to appreciate, uh, like, a, a life of simplicity, and. I get on the other side in the professional realm where we look at those who aren't really uh, striving in the in the professional realm, who, who aren't making lucrative investments and what have you, and we look at those people as, wow, they're condemning themselves to a life of servitude. So it's really hard to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm still stuck, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm, help me out here. Yeah, uh,
3: I... It- it is. It is a tricky can kind of jump here, uh, a loop Yeah, I. I'm thinking like from a professional standpoint. There's a book I'd love to recommend to our viewers. it called? This guy be love really, books. Really loves the book. Mike's a big reader. <laughs> Sorry, Mike's been really trying to pitch this book to us. Plugging our sponsors here. Um, <laughs> Give us money, <laughs> please. When you talk about money, the book is called. The Psychology of Money. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Who's the author? Uh, it's uh, well, let me just. Let me, I'm not. I'm getting paid for it, so I'm not going to go too. Um, <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> but um, yeah, back to answering your question, Luke. Um, yeah, it, it in a sense, it's that our time um equals our freedom, and you can trade that freedom for for money, or if, if you set up yourself to be financially stable, then you can have more freedom and. I know we're more. This is more of a psychological podcast and a finance podcast, Mm. but I I truly believe that in American society and as men, that the two are parallel. There's a parallel between them. So, and I also think that if you can be, it's not necessarily like wealthy, but just being able to provide for yourself that gives you more freedom in choosing what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And how that impacts your mental health, uh, you know, your social life, your family time, and just your recreational time. I can easily see that line that you're drawing between like financial freedom and and men's
1: mental health, um, especially if I just put it in the context of kind of like a uh, pressure for men to provide um, financially for a family. Um, I can I can easily see how financial means would impact somebody's ability to be mentally happy, help happy, healthy or, or well.
0: Well and then it, it brings to mind what freedom you're choosing out of a select number of options, going back to your point, um, Lucas uh, Lucas Aurelius, uh, where you have only you might have only the options of am I going to work at McDonald's, Am I going to work at Taco Bell? Am I going to work at both of them right? But then the idea of what's important to me in this moment comes to mind. Because if I can't necessarily have that level of financial freedom, so there is restrictions, it's freedom to choose. It's not freedom of choice. What I mean by that is that you don't have any option you want. We're all very lucky in that we were just, yeah, I'll just do a degree that's this massive thing because we have that choice to make. But other people maybe only have fewer options or they're limited in some way. And that to me, I go back to this, what is important to me right now? And why am I doing these things? Maybe for my family, maybe to be with them more if I can, in which case maybe that'll inform, am I going to work two jobs? right? Or maybe one and a half jobs, if that's all I can do. And letting that guide these decisions, I think, can play an important part in at least finding some power and maintaining some autonomy. Yeah, and just for context
2: of yours, we're all doctoral students in a psychology program. <laughs> Definitely. Not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, back to what you were saying, Quentin, uh, from what I'm hearing, it seems like freedom, it, it seems to be attached to what's um, important to the individual. In this case, as, as men dealing with the random stressors of life and having to provide at whatever capacity, whether individually or collectively, if you have a family, Uh, a a lot of our decisions where there may be uh, a, a bit of freedom to choose, there is always, well, what's the impact of this decision? And therefore it may limit what we can do, but the idea is, um, what whatever capacity we have, maybe to go with what's going to be the best outcome from us in the long run, and so because it does kind of strip the freedom, in a sense, but it's also like a bit of a practicality. Like, what well, are you gonna make the dumb choice? Like,
0: well, let me, well and you can though,
2: right? And right. You can,
0: I think even in a therapy setting, and maybe I was wondering what you were think about this, Joey. There is a choice that people make to go through the effort of whether it be clicking the video link to sign in Mm -hmm. or going to the therapy office where that might be the dumb choice might be to skip. But it's still a choice. Right. Right. And that I think asking even those really dumb or simple questions, if you want to look at it like that, like, why did I not wake up today and drink vodka immediately? It probably would have been nice after the third or fourth one. So why did I not? Well, it's because I wanted to do this podcast. It's also because I wanted to show up for my life. It's because I value uh, being with people and I don't want to be mentally well. And I, there's these really important answers if we can a- ask those really stupid questions.
1: I, 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 I really appreciate that, uh, Quentin. Um, I makes me think about whether or not responsibility impacts freedom and whether or not not having freedoms because you have increased responsibility is necessarily like a good or a bad thing because you have responsibilities you know like we have responsibilities to each other to come and not drink vodka before this this podcast um although stay tuned for our future episodes (laughs) (laughs) um and, and, but that also, like, limits our, our freedom because we are people with responsibilities that we account for in our decision-making.
3: Yeah, this really calls back to uh, behavioral economics to me. Like, and what is that? Uh, yeah, behavioral economics is just the study of human behavior in the sense of making decisions and how rational or irrational we can be given uh, the set of circumstances and knowing the outcome as well, for example, you know. Um, back to what Luke was saying, like some people might make the, uh, I wouldn't go, far as, go as far to say as the dumb decision. The dumb choice. <laughs> the <Yeah>. dumb <laughs> choice. That's what I call it, I believe. <laughs> the straight shooter over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say it's just not the most, uh, you don't reap the most reward from that decision, right? And, and it's, I, I truly believe with autonomy and with power and with freedom that uh, we should try to set up systems that make us follow through in, on our responsibilities that gives us the best outcome, right? For example, working out, like nobody like, well, I shouldn't say no. Most people don't like to work out, right? Look at me, <laughs> Mike. <I> mean, <laughs> and working out, for me at least, is, is a chore. So I try to make it as easy as possible by like, hey, having my sneakers by the door or having my gym clothes out, right? And uh, I have the autonomy to like, you know what? F- frick it. I'm not going to go to the gym, but having these systems in place makes it easier, less, less uh, friction to get these things done because I have the autonomy.
0: Well, that idea of does excess responsibility uh, play a role in our autonomy, I think is worth considering. And I might invite our listeners to just move into the week and ask those stupid questions. Right? Ask, why didn't I get out of bed and just go right back into bed? Or why didn't I wake up and drink a bottle of vodka today? Right? Mm. Don't do that, but <laughs> ask, why didn't I? And it might be worth looking at what responses come out.
1: All right. Well, it seems like we are kind of wrapping up on our time here for our, our very first episode. <laughs> Congratulations. Guys. Thank you guys for, for for tuning in and listening. Um, really, we, we have these conversations and, and we hope that we have provided you guys, the listeners, with some, with some interesting questions as well. Uh, if you would comment or, or even like subscribe follow all of it and, and give us your thoughts on whether or not you think like what's the relationship between freedom and responsibility um how do different like diversity factors affect your view of freedom and 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 where does freedom take place in mental health uh, there are sur- surely many avenues of which we didn't touch mm-hmm. but uh i'd like to see those take place down below yeah. um thank you guys for tuning in this has been psycho gents and i'm
0: joey i'm luke And I'm Mike. And I'm Quentin. See Uh, you guys next week. Psychogens out.